Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid scores! Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points! This is Darnell on there. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible angle! Fun years are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith. Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pugliarvi back bar and in! Love save made by Smith! And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. ago today it was mark knopfler born overseas before becoming one of certainly my favorite guitar players out of dire straits and to me one of the best of all time maybe save for jimmy page eddie van halen you might have a couple things to say about that but mark knopfler 72 years old today as we kick off the thursday edition of oilers now brendan escott back in the big chair cody jansen on the other side of the glass it's all brought to you by digitex buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Well, another day and another depth signing for the Edmonton Oilers. This is something we were going to touch on yesterday and didn't really end up with the time to do so, but were they going to finally pull the trigger on an addition on the left side of defense? They did. 
the question to me was, was it a player like Jordy Ben, or were they going to bring back the likes of Slater Cuckoo, who really played well in that series uh, a couple of playoffs ago now for Chicago? Now he'll be reacquainted with Duncan Keith on the Oilers' back end, providing uh, an alternative option to Chris Russell and William Lagason, and one that uh, the statistical, um, the people that... The math guys, the math guys seem to really approve of what Slater Cuckoo brings to the game. Now, I quite like the sound of this player when he, you know, just speaks about the game of hockey and he's a really insightful sort of guy that I think is, you know, part of a winning culture overall. So the fact that he wanted to re-sign here, he gets two years, $950,000 per season, does Slater Cuckoo. Let's call that today's top story for legacy heating and cooling. Get your AC today, no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. So Cuckoo at uh, two years, one point, uh, or I guess 950000 AAV, let's just call it that. So where does this leave the Oilers cap-wise right now? They're $1.3 million over the cap. They can exceed the cap by 4.167 once Oscar Clefbaum hits the long-term injured reserve, which we now know is uh, is a guarantee. So that would leave $2.82 million in cap space. And Yamamoto left as the restricted free agent uh, to be signed here before the season. I don't think that Kyler Yamamoto is a $3 million a year player. I don't think that based on last season, he would believe that he's that kind of player yet. But, you know, we could have the conversation in somewhere in the two to two and a half range, and that would essentially be the final piece in this offseason puzzle. And then you move forward with what you've got. You're, you're bringing in... The internal competition, like we've been talking about this week in the way of Brendan Perlini, sort of a low-risk option there. Again, you knew that they were going to make some kind of addition on the left side of defense. Now we know that familiarity is coming back. Obviously, Cuckoo liked what he saw here in terms of the trajectory of this team. So, you know, a good, safe, inexpensive deal all around. And that's sort of been the theme with Skinner, with with some of the other guys re-signing, and Benson and, and Perlini, and we'll hear from Benson in another couple of moments here. But, Cody, would love to get your thoughts. Uh, we were talking Slater Cuckoo yesterday. What do you think? I, I think it's a great addition, right? We need someone in that depth role. And one of the things that we were talking about yesterday off-air was that maybe he hadn't signed yet because he was waiting for that two-year deal to come around. Maybe he was kind of at that point saying, hey, I think I've earned a couple of years on a contract a little bit more secure. And yeah, of course, I, I think he did, you know, like it at Edmonton. So that's got to be a huge factor into him coming back. And, you know, at only 27 years old, here's a player who could well have plenty left in the tank. And defensively, this is where I think the appeal is, is because, again, the metrics, the uh, the the Fenwick and the Corsi and the possession stats and all that, that, that is actually something that quite favors Cuckoo's game, even though the offensive stats aren't jumping off of the sheet. And that's where he made strides as an NHLer over the last several seasons. He was, I believe, the 10th overall pick in 2012 by Tampa Bay, and that was going to be a tough decor for him to crack. But you watch how his game has sort of evolved from somebody who maybe was drafted for their offensive exploits. So I think he played for Plymouth in the OHL uh, and then ends up or Windsor, one of the two. And then he ends up being a real defensive stalwart by the time the Oilers have to take him on in that playoff series against Chicago. So I, I like that he's going to bring that element of stability 
if, if he ends up playing regularly alongside Evan Bouchard. I think now it just comes down to what Slater Cuckoo are we going to see? Are we going to see the bubble Slater Cuckoo that really looked like he was coming into his own? I mean, he's only 27 years old. You know, it's not like we're chasing him out of the league yet. And again, it was, I think you'd consider it an off year for him last year. Obviously, the collarbone injury has got a big setback there. But I think if he can get back to that bubble form, you're laughing. And the fact is, he did return from that collarbone injury and was playing at the end of the year. So there's, there's, I don't know. I, I, I like the deal quite a bit. And the trickle-down effect of it is going to be very little in terms of they're not boxing themselves in now and not having enough money to sign a Kyler Yamamoto. They should come well within the range once Clefbaum ends up on long-term injured reserve to get Yamamoto done as well. And then you've got that solid top six. You've got the depth in the bottom six that hasn't been here in a long, long time. And now you've got defense that you can rely on as well. So exciting stuff there from my perspective. Let me know what you think. Text us 780-496-0063. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted 143rd street 111th avenue or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more you can also call us on the river cree resort casino hotline 780-496-0063 that's the same number live entertainment finally back at the river cree honeymoon suite and the headpins they're on stage september 3rd how about april wine rocking the house september 20 or rather 18th and then hotel california the eagles tribute band they play friday Friday, October 29th. All those details as well as tickets available at RiverCreeResort.com. Coming up later on today, we're going to connect with uh, the AHL's beat writer, somebody who contributes to Sirius XM Radio, the NHL Network channel. Uh, that is Patrick Williams. So we'll get uh, a couple thoughts on, you know, how the league was was sort of unfolding last year with the roster, um, the taxi squad, and that brought some of the higher-end talent out of the AHL and up to the NHL level and uh, we'll get some thoughts on Bakersfield's solid run as well and some key components in that factor from uh, Patrick Williams. We wrap up Champions Week replay with Steve Smith from, uh, well, a bit of infamy, but a lot of glory. We'll hear those stories coming up after the 1 o'clock news. And then Sarah Nurse, Darnell's cousin uh, from the Professional Women Hockey Players Association, Team Canada. She's set to embark on a uh, quest for gold at the World Championships down the QE2. Starts August 20th. We'll get a, a preview of that, find out how camp went, and uh, get some thoughts on uh, the state of women's hockey from a prominent member of the Professional Women's Hockey player association let's do this let's hear from a previous signee we heard uh, tyler benson yesterday on the show we'll go into our direct workwear audio vault and you know benson uh, one of the homegrown talents here a big part of what bakersfield was able to do last year you know cementing uh the the overall presence of of edmonton's franchise you know it's not just the oilers that are trending towards uh, better days it's the bakersfield condors as well benson a big part of that last year but we started by asking him what it was like to just be able to re-sign with your hometown team i'm excited for it um i didn't know uh, i'm excited for it uh it's, it's nice to be able to stick around here in edmonton and uh i'm looking forward to it to going to camp and trying to make to the team that uh, i've been i guess working towards make since i was drafted um i think um this is the year that i'm most ready to be able to try and make the nhl i feel like since the seven games that uh, i got the opportunity i'm a much much more complete player and uh, i've evolved my game a lot and 
think uh, <laughs> me personally, I believe I'm an NHLer, and I think I'm an NHLer now. So I'm ready for camp, and I'm excited for it. John Shannon made an interesting point yesterday about the time that this organization has invested in Benson as well. You know, this is a this is a second round pick from 2016. And you look at some of the players who have emerged in the NHL that were selected after him. And that's always you know going to be the case in a draft. But Benson is a player who we mentioned was bitten by the injury bug early in his career. Might have slowed the development out of the gate, but he's, he's making strides to the tune of a point per game player at the minor league level. Level, and that's, I'm sure, why he's feeling like he's ready to to take the next step. But here is Benson on his improving, uh, ever-growing health situation. Yeah, I think just being able to be healthy. Uh, these past years, I've been able to develop a lot more than I was uh, through my junior days. Um, I'm able to work harder in the gym throughout the summers and being able to actually, I'm actually able to train. So uh, I feel like uh, every summer I've gotten stronger and better and more complete as a player. And I think uh, this summer uh, I, I can already feel steps I'm, I'm making and I think I'm going to be ready for camp once it starts. It sounds like your reviews from his off-season training are, are getting up there. And, you know, this is a player that's taking it seriously. We saw what that meant for Ethan Bear when he committed to, you know, a, a real solid off-season program and made big strides in, in one real off-season for him. Now, Benson has seven NHL games to his credit. He's got one assist so far and was speaking about what he learned in his first cup of coffee up in the big show. Yeah, I think just getting those seven games, it just showed you showed me how much more work I needed to put in just to make it uh, to the NHL. Uh, it's been a while since uh, those last seven games. Uh, it's been about a year and a half since I had that opportunity, and uh, I've been working as hard as I can uh, for whenever the next opportunity comes, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to prove myself uh, come camp uh, in, a, in about a month or so. And we know what that line was doing uh, down in Bakersfield. Benson, Marodi, and Ryan McLeod, who ultimately earned that call-up at the end of last season. Benson, speaking about the chemistry that allowed the three of them really to progress together last year. I think uh, as soon as uh, Woody put us together on a line, we seemed to click right away. Um, I guess uh, you can say it starts with uh, Ryan in the middle. He's a fast player, and uh, he, uh, he owns the middle of the ice in the game, and uh, he he opens up things for me and Cooper and we're able to use our skill sets to the best of our of our advantages and it just really clicked last year and uh, Cooper seemed everything that he touched to go into the net and it just worked out really well um, we lost Ryan there at the end of the year but uh, me and Cooper were still able to keep producing and uh, help the team uh, win the championship that we did last year and that's got to be a big boost confidence wise for these guys seeing the effort that they put in pay off and be rewarded for it and in an environment as we talk to more and more of the players that have played a couple of seasons under head coach Jay Woodcroft you know this is a winning uh, mentality down there this is becoming the expectation with Bakersfield as they start to you know form themselves into perennial contenders and they're in a tough division by the way I mean I think that you look at what the San Diego Gulls were rostering Henderson burst onto the scene the silver knights did under uh manny viveros on the coaching staff joel ward as well they they weren't a, a pushover by any means in their first american hockey league action we'll get a bunch of thoughts on these by the way coming up after 12 30 with patrick williams who's the uh, beat writer for the american hockey league but uh we're gonna hear from benson right now on just playing for jay woodcroft i think just this communication with us he's, he's very approachable and easy to talk to for us and then he just prepares us for every game. I think uh, we're one of the most prepared teams going into every game, and uh, we're ready to go. Um, we have uh, great weeks of practices, and 
think, yeah, just the, the communication side and the video we go through all week long just to prepare us for a few games. Uh, it's unbelievable and uh, can't say enough good things about him. And the more time that he spends down there, the more I'm convinced that Woodcroft is sort of working his way into that, you know, upper echelon of minor league coaches ready for the next step. And he has been uh, an assistant coach at the NHL level. But you wonder, as the new era of player becomes more and more prominent across the league, if the new era of coach ultimately will get that uh, promotion as well. 12-20 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out here. Back on the other side with Cody Jansen and NHL Today. Brendan Escott with you all week on Oilers Now. It is Brendan Escott in this week. Uh, unfortunately, don't get the pleasure of talking to Kevin Weeks as we would on a typical Thursday. His appearance is brought to you by our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in solar electrical installation and service. Electrical, prefabrication, and solar. Rob and Lana Kinsey with Canadian Power Pack. Let's turn it over to Cody Jansen for NHL Today. That's brought to you by our friends at Elite Promo Marketing, company branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in in-house shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. We had a pretty big signing yesterday. Sam Reinhardt, three years in Florida now. $6.5 million AAV for the 25-year-old. He was a restricted free agent acquired by the Panthers in a trade with Buffalo last month. The Winnipeg Jets, they made headlines as well. They're going to require all fans to be fully vaccinated to attend home games at Canada at the Canada Life Centre this season. And a name you probably haven't heard in a while, Yarmir Yager. He's entering his 34th professional season. Going to play in Claude in the Czech Extra Liga. He's going to turn 50 in February, Brendan. We were talking off air about this. I, I, I was like, what is he, 46 now? 47? No, 50 years old next year. That is unbelievable from Yager. He says that he basically has to play, which I thought was interesting. Like, There's no gun to his head. There's nothing left for him to prove. He's just doing it because he's Yarmir Yager. He does own the club, though, so I wonder if there's some sort of financial factor of, you know, when he's gone, are the fans gone? Are the sponsors gone? I don't know. I don't see the business side of things. <laughs> That's a good point. If he does and he knows that he's the only draw on that team, you know he wants butts and seats over there. Uh, hey. Uh, yeah, Sam Reinhardt, three by six and a half for a five-time 20-goal scorer down in Florida playing for, for Coach Q. That's pretty good change, but a pretty good player down there, and I'm excited to see what the former number two pick can do in a fresh environment. I love that addition. I think that if you look at what Florida's missing in playoffs, obviously they had a really tough matchup, the toughest matchup in the first round. They played Tampa. But if they can add that depth up front and what Sam Reinhart brings to a team on and off the ice, you know, that's a player you want in your top six. So to add him, great addition. Do you see him playing alongside Sasha Barkov there on that top line? And how would those games complement each other, in your opinion? Oh, that's that's a tough one. I don't know. Is he a number one center or is he a number two guy? I, I think on a team that goes far in the playoffs, he's your second line center. Reinhardt, as you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Reinhardt. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, Barkov is is 
a strong enough player. He might be the most underrated player in the league, frankly, and it's only because he plays in Sunrise. I mean, he's a perennial Selkie contender. He's He's got the captain C on his chest, former number two pick in his own right. The quality's there. Uh, you got Sam Bennett, who looked reinvigorated when he was traded from the Flames down to Florida last year as well. And, you know, having the right coach in an environment like that, I think, can make a big difference. So... Even though you've got uh, the bugaboo of the $10.5 million goaltender that doesn't perform anywhere close to that price tag, you've got suddenly a, a pretty competitive team, and they need to be because the East is, is has a lot of competition out there. And if you think about where this team has gone, I, I, I love Jonathan Huberdeau up front. Verhage was great last season. Yeah, the, the dead weight on the back end really sucks for them with $10 million. But, I mean, they got Spencer Knight. He's a goalie of the future in the NHL. They are building for something special in Florida, I do believe, especially with Q behind the bench. But they're just at a terribly tough division. I mean, come on, you got to play Tampa every year. I'm sorry. Yeah, Brian S has texted us here, 780-496-0063. He says, uh, always right here to teach you about hockey, Brendan. Reinhardt's slow, terrible signing. Good, good for Tampa. Well, he's fast enough to have accumulated five 20-goal seasons, is what I would say, while playing in Buffalo, no less. It wasn't as if he was the benefactor of a really good, solid, offensive-powered team. He was one of few bright spots on a team that needed some bright spots. So there you go. Uh, we got a texture as well here. Talking about the lack of toughness, I guess, on this Oilers roster, and I will... I'll give that the time of day because I agree in the sense that, you know, I, I believe that Zach Cassian's presence in the regular season is more than enough. The way that the playoffs get contested, I'm I'm hoping that the skating ability of, you know, the forward group and some guys just naturally growing into, you know, the understanding that they're going to have to be able to go into the corners themselves and they're going to have to give those punches back and that sort of thing in the postseason. So, you know, for this person saying that, uh, that with the left wing situation being what it is, that it's too soft... I, I get where you're coming from. I just think that it's something that you can kind of negotiate around. More so now than ever, certainly, at least until you get to the playoffs. And I think that there's a big difference in being tough and being mean. Mm -hmm. And I think the players that are mean, those are the ones that succeed in playoffs. Your toughness, you've got Cassie and you've got Darnell Nurse. That's fine. That can handle the heaviest in the league. But your meanness, that grit... That's what makes you succeed in playoffs. And I think that once players find that switch and turn it on, that's when you really see playoff success. And to me, what we're seeing with the top flight players on this Oilers team is the willingness to engage in that a little bit more. I think that, you know, in the Winnipeg series, some of the games down the stretch where things did get chippy, where Neil Pionk was a true thorn in the side of these players, I watched Leon Dreisaitl give it right back in those scrums. And if you've seen Dreisaitl up close, he is a beast of a human being. Connor is no slouch in his own right, and I see that grit coming out of him too. So when you've got your top-end players willing to not back down, you don't have to engage in the, in, in the BS, but as long as you're not backing down from it, to me, that was the difference in 2011 between the Canucks and the Boston Bruins at the end of the day is the Canucks ate shots to the chin in every scrum and it wore them down and they didn't have the intestinal fortitude to grit through it. 
I don't get that same sense from this group of Oilers. I think the passion to win is there. I think they understand where they're at. It's not a league that you can be insulated by a couple of tough guys anymore. And the fact of the matter is, they haven't offloaded Zach Cassian, and I think that there is a reason for that, which may well be tied into what this texter is talking about. Up against the news now, going to go the AHL road, have a conversation with uh, AHL beat writer Patrick Williams for NHL.com. When we come back from a global news weather traffic update, with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.